Welcome to the Fitness and Lifestyle Podcast. I'm your host, Danny Kennedy, and I'm here to help you become the very best version of yourself. What is up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Fitness and Lifestyle Podcast. Today's show is an absolute gem. I'm joined by a friend of mine, Jay Phantom. He's the host of the Storybox Podcast. I was fortunate enough to be a guest on the show uh, middle of last year throughout lockdown, actually, and that's when Jay and I first met. He's, uh, he's an incredible human. He has so much value to offer. Um, I uh, thoroughly enjoyed our chat today, just getting to know Jay a little bit more and understanding his story. His podcast is incredible. Um, for those of you who haven't had a listen, he's had some amazing guests on, which we, we dive into a little bit in this episode. So be sure to, to have a listen and uh, also go and check out the Storybox podcast as well. He also has a book coming out very soon, which I am extremely, uh, extremely excited to read. And I'm sure I'll take away so much value from that book, which is called The Path of an Eagle, again, which we will discuss in this episode. But for those of you who enjoy the show today, please do take a screenshot of this episode, post it up on your Instagram story for us, tag myself and tag Jay. We'd love to hear your feedback. Uh, but for now, let's get stuck into the chat. Jay, a huge welcome to the Fitness and Lifestyle Podcast, man. It's a pleasure to have you on. Uh, I was fortunate enough to be a guest on the Storybox Podcast. I think it was maybe roughly this time last year um, and been meaning to get you on ever since. And I think there's a, there's a lot to unpack, man. So welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Dan, for having me on your show. It's a long time coming for sure, but hopefully I can bring your audience some value, man. So thanks for having me on. I have no doubt that you will, man. You're, you're from the outside in. You're a very interesting dude. I mean, you, you've, um, you know, you've had the opportunity to speak with a lot of people that also add a lot of value to people's lives from all different areas, which is incredible. And we'll touch on that in today's show. The first thing I wanted to ask you, man, is how, like, what led you to starting the Storybox podcast in the first place? Well, that's a long, long answer. I'll try and concise it <laughs> a little bit for your audience. Uh, but essentially I started the story box way back in 2018 as a completely different model than what it is today. It fell flat on its face pretty quickly, five episodes in. Um, I wasn't committed to it at all. I didn't really know where it was going to go. And it was just sort of like me and a mate sitting down, having a conversation and talking about films, uh, cause I'm a huge film nerd and film lover, but also story lover. Uh, anyway, fast forward, uh, 2018, sort of did my own thing. 2019, got into real estate. I uh, had a pretty horrible year, 2019. Uh, and towards the middle of 2019, I sort of tried getting my film career off the ground again with a business partner. Um, but that didn't really work out too well. And while I was in real estate, I just burnt out, right? So, yep. uh, but during the whole process, I started uh, doing some like movie reviews on Facebook and Instagram. Uh -huh. And people started to like him. And a friend of mine actually DM'd me and he goes, one word, podcast, question mark. And I've gone, huh, I hadn't really thought about doing it again because once again, I knew that it was incredibly difficult to start yeah. a podcast. It's a lot of work, right? So yeah. I kind of was scared. Uh, I didn't really know what I was going to be. And, um, but yeah, fast forward, the, the film business fell apart. Uh, I left real estate. And I was sort of like in this limbo process of what to do next. And mm -hmm. I went for a job in a couple of job interviews at different companies and um, none of them felt right. But this is a process of me actually learning to follow my intuition, my mm -hmm. inner gut, my inner voice telling me you should do this. You shouldn't, you shouldn't do this. Uh, and anyway, so I'm sitting down at one of uh, Australia's top recruitment companies and with the CEO and he's asking me this one question. He goes, why do you want to work here? 
And I tell him straight up, I'm like, I want to help people. And I didn't really understand to the kind of extent of what that really meant in that moment. All I was thinking about was sure I can help people get a job like I was doing with real estate, helping them get a property. Yep. Uh, so sort of carried over. But when I went home on the train, it's sort of like this light bulb moment uh, occurred to me. And I was like, that's it. I, I want to help people realize their own worth because I struggled with that for pretty much all my life. And in 2019, I went through like one of the most horrendous uh, years in my entire life. You know, I've, if I was to go through and, and tick off all the things that I went through, it kind of like would shock some of you. Mm-hmm. But it was all a learning process that built up to that very moment. And I'm like, what if I started the Storybox 2.0, but this time with a renewed vision and mission behind it? So the vision has remained the same, but the mission has sort of changed over time as the story yeah, yeah. Has sort of evolved. It's been refined. Very refined, man. Yeah. And to be honest with you, in the very beginning, I wrote down a list of the kind of people, you know, my wish list, as I'm sure yeah. some of you do if you are podcasters. And I had like Tony Robbins was there, Matthew McConaughey was there, all these Gabby Bernstein, yep. all these incredible people that I had listened to on Lewis Howe's podcast, but never yep. actually thought uh, that I would have the opportunity to actually speak to any of them so close in to actually starting the, the story box. So when I officially began, um, there's a quick funny story. So my business partner was actually going to be the co-host of the, the podcast, but okay. um, he ended up leaving the, the show because I'm a go-getter. I'm like one of those people that has an idea I want to, make it happen as soon as possible. So I started reaching out to uh, just some of my friends to get this podcast off the ground. And I call him up the next day and tell him what I had done. And he goes, I feel like the train's left and you've left me at the train station. Now he chucks this massive adult tantrum and I'm like, well, okay, fair enough. I'm giving you the opportunity to be part of something great here. Um, You have, you have a choice whether or not you want to stay or leave. He chose to leave. So I'm like, but that was the best thing that could ever happen to me and the story box because if he had stayed, it wouldn't be what it is today, man. Yeah. Um, anyway, fast forwarding, I uh, ended up getting a couple of my friends on the show and around, no one knew that COVID would come around the corner. Yep. Uh, so I was doing in-person interviews with just hospitality industry people, um, which was ended up, ended up being great for, to start off with. Yeah. Because now I've got all these amazing connections and friendships. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so that happened and COVID hit and I've gone, how am I going to build this now? Anyway, everyone went to Zoom and then mm-hmm. the amazing blessing in all of it was there was a lot more people available now. Mm-hmm. Everyone was in, stuck in lockdown. I think yep. that was the time that I first reached out to you. Yeah. Um, I, heard, I heard about you from um, Steph Claire Smith and all the work that she was doing. So I'm like, I'm going to try reach out to this guy. I think it was through Instagram or or email. Never actually thought you'd get back to me. So for your audience, DK was one of the very first people to believe in me and the story box with what I was doing. He didn't ask me how many downloads I had. Didn't ask me any of that. He was just like, yep, happy to come on, Jay. Happy to have a chat. And that was back when I was like, I had my iPad. I wasn't able to get video. The audio was shot. (laughs) It was just, it was terrible. But I realized something in those very few interviews. Stories matter. People's stories are valuable. You yourself, uh, you have a story to share, but not many people want to actually 
share it for fear of, you know, what others might think of them, vulnerability Correct. take. So I learned in that very moment that with my story, I can relate to a lot of people with what they're going through. And I think that's one of the reasons why the story box has sort of grown over a period of time. I mean, it's not, you know, massive by any stretch of the imagination. It's just been this gradual growth period over the last, not even 18 months. So I hope in short, that answered your question. That's awesome, man. And, you know, it often gets said that, um, like through adversity, that's where all the great things happen. And um, by the sounds of things, you know, you mentioned 2019 was quite rough. I'm assuming now when you look back at the, you know, at the time, it's probably like, you know, why is this happening to me? Um, you know, all the questions everyone asks when they go through a rough time. But when you look, about, look back at it now, I can imagine that you're so glad that you went through it. And it's almost a blessing that you went through such a rough time because, you know, realistically, you may not be in the position or have the same mindset or the same drive that you probably do now if it wasn't for that tough year. Definitely, man. And I say to people now that I am grateful for what I went through. I mean, it took a lot for me to actually get to that place where I can say that I'm blessed because I am who I am today because of those struggles, because of those challenges, because of the rejection, because of those hard times. And now that I have this newfound level of respect for difficult moments that come my way and and you're going to get a ton of challenges in your life. That's going to be inevitable. But as Andrew Scipioni, one of my very first guests in a conversation I'll never forget, he said to me, you're going to go through pain. That's inevitable. But the way you show up to that pain, your reaction to it, that's optional. Mm. That's your choice. So the way I react to challenges that are going to come through my way, and there's been some horrendous challenges that I'm sure a lot of people can relate to me on the, on this level. I mean, abuse, mental, emotional, physical, sexual, you name it. All those, those are difficult uh, things to navigate. And depression, anxiety, panic attacks, uh, breakups even, you know, all this stuff. It's part of being a human though. Yeah. And even in, I also say this, and this is what I've realized that I absolutely love. There's an amazing thing in failure. And we often don't see it in the failure, which is also another funny phenomenon, Mm. but you become stronger, you grow in failure. So don't be afraid to fail. Don't be afraid to go through all those, those crazy times. So yeah, once again, man, new new level of appreciation. It's interesting, right? I I spoke with um, Dr. John Demartini and he talked about similar, similar thing, right? We talk, he actually, he was pretty quick on his feet here. He, um, he, he used the example of the gym, right? That you go to the gym, you do a training session. The only way that your muscles can grow is if they're broken down, is if they are damaged. You you have to damage the muscle tissue before it can can grow and before it can get stronger and, and get bigger. So, and the same same applies for life. And I also wanted to to bring up the point that you kind of touched on when you you spoke about starting the podcast. Like from the outside in, and even for those that have maybe got a podcast or who are starting a podcast, and I get this a lot of the time with things like social media and even those that are just starting in the health and fitness industry as a business, everyone thinks that it's like the big dogs or, you know, it's like the people, like the big names that you want to get on the show. It's the big names you want to associate yourself with. It's the, the big names that you want to be around or that if people are seen, if you are seen associating with these people, then that means that you are successful. But a lot of the time, like, you know, this is the fact that everyone has their own story. And a lot of the time, the people that you've probably never heard of or the people that you see every day, or maybe it's the 
barista that's that you see going to get coffee from every morning maybe it's the cleaner that you see at the airport or whatever it is their story is often more powerful than the one that you've heard a million times from the the famous person um and the same goes with business it's networking it's like every single opportunity i get you know you mentioned before about how you reached out about the podcast it's like any opportunity i get to network with someone who's clearly passionate about what they do or is willing to you know, even speak to me and see, see there's an opportunity to do a podcast with me or learn from me. That's a, another opportunity in itself. And you never know where that networking could go. Often some of the biggest opportunities and blessings that I've had have come from conversations or, or meetings that I never expected would go anywhere. And it's kind of like, yeah, um, okay, we'll go and do this or we'll catch up or I may as well reach out to this person. And next thing you know, it, it leads to one of the biggest opportunities you've had, which is awesome. When you, you know, now that I've just said that, I'm going to almost go back and eat my own words here. I would love to, I'd love for you to share with the audience some of those bigger names that you have had on the show, because although it is really impactful to hear from people who have their own story, um, I think the listeners would get a lot of value out of maybe taking away some of the lessons that you've learned from some of these bigger name guests that you've had on the Storybox show. For sure, man. I think. My my dog's barking. That's all right. Well, they're <laughs> going to have a bark off because Russ is going. <laughs> um, yeah, sorry, sorry to your audience. These guys uh, can record their own podcast once we're done. <laughs> Tell me about it. Uh, but some of the big names that I've had on on the show, I've had to bring up my list because there's so many. And you know, I, I will say before I mention some of them, for me, it's always about the relationship. Like I've still kept up. Yeah. relationship with each and every one or as much as I can with these guests. I mean, you and I have still remained friends since last mm-hmm. year, which has been great. Social media has been helpful there. Yeah. But a lot of the other people have just, you know, seen something with what I do and given me one of the biggest blessings ever. And so someone like Matthew McConaughey, for example, I mean, that's a story in of itself, getting him on the show. Um, Tony Robbins, for example. I mean, Tony Robbins is one of the hardest people on the planet to actually mm-hmm. get on a podcast, especially if you don't even have like a massive audience. Um, Grant Cardone, he was one of the very first people as well. Les Brown, Joel McHale, Devon Franklin, Aubrey Marcus, Atticus Poetry, uh, May Musk, um, Tim Grover, who's Michael Jordan, yeah, yeah. Trans trainer, uh, Lisa Nichols, Gabby Bernstein, um, Dr. Shafali, Justin Baldoni, uh, Lindsay Sterling, uh, Danica Patrick, Dr. Martha Beck. Man, the list is insane. Where, where, <laughs> where, 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 does, where does this process start? Because again, this doesn't necessarily have to come back to being a podcast host, but for everyone listening, it could be, you know, everyone has goals, everyone has dreams, everyone has aspirations. And a lot of the time it seems like it's too far-fetched or it t- seems just too big and scary. And, and a lot of the time, it's, I was talking to a client yesterday about it she was um she was mentioning you know how it just seems like the goal of getting back to her physical self where she used to be just seems too big it's too daunting because she's so far off that now but all it takes is setting a goal for next week all it takes is setting a goal for tomorrow or for today ticking that off as small as it may seem and that momentum over time carries on and leads into bigger and better things so let's use an example of someone like a tony robbins how does that process start and what, like, what steps need to be taken to even get the opportunity to, to get a response from him, let alone have him talk on the show? I mean, so it's a good question. So a lot of people, obviously, they want the big names starting out. But honestly, if you don't have a big audience already, 
that's more than likely not even going to happen. Mm. So I had to, as a building, building process, man, like I had to build up to having Tony Robbins on the show. And as, as interesting as that is to like dive into, but these people, their time is so precious. It's so yeah. valuable that they don't want, because if, if they were to give every single man and their dog an opportunity and their time, then everyone would just have access to them. And then it just would just, I don't know. Uh, yeah. So for me, I, I had to go the, the struggle street, the struggle road to get Tony on the show, but it was an amazing journey and sure it came with a set of stresses, but all I did was uh, at the start of the year, I found an email address and I started hounding that email address. Yeah. I think every single week with uh, a structured email that I didn't actually think would even hit. And I mean, Tony's people and publicity team, they get hundreds, if not thousands of emails a day. So why in the world would they look at mine all the mm. way from yeah. Sydney, Australia? So I kind of kept that, uh, the thing that I learned from, you know, reaching out to other people with the same thing. What's different about me? What's different about the story box that is going to make them want to get back to you? And even if they, they don't get back to you, that's still okay. But if they do, then you've got an in, you've got mm. an opportunity. So use yeah. that opportunity. Yeah. Um, it wasn't until October of 2020 that I actually got an email from Tony's publicist. And she said, Jay, uh, we don't have time with uh, Tony at the moment, but keep in contact. Yep. I was thinking that's fantastic. I mean, mm -hmm. it's an opportunity. It's a hotel. No yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but the amazing thing in all of that was I ended up uh, having a relationship with this, this company. They ended up uh, helping the story box grow even more. So it wasn't just about getting Tony Robbins. I ended up getting Ali Brooke. I ended up getting Tim Ballard. Yeah. Uh, I ended up getting so many more people as a result. Uh, Peter Malouk, who is Tony Robbins' co-writer for a number of his books, and just had these amazing conversations. It wasn't I was focused on, okay, I, I'm, I'm doing this just so I can get Tony. Mm. No, it was every single person. Everything that comes along with it. Exactly. Everyone yeah. was valuable in every single conversation that I had. I didn't, mm -hmm. you know, I, I didn't treat anyone differently. So who, who I was as I was showing up to each interview was just it. Um, so yeah, come, I think it was December. I, in the process, uh, it's funny cause I had to get Matthew McConaughey before I got Tony Robbins. <laughs> so right. yeah, uh, that came first actually. But, uh, when I got Matthew McConaughey, uh, I, I shared the episode with his team, with, okay. with Tony Robbins team. And I said, what do you think of this conversation? And cause Matthew and I had this incredible conversation conversation they loved it and they said having about this kid we're going to give him a chance so tony had a publicity day and most of the time you can only get people like this when they're doing press days which is yeah. limited to the amount of either podcast media you name it that they let in um and i was on the list i was given that opportunity because this publicist a lovely lady gave me an opportunity she went into bat for me and I also say that I was damn persistent. Like I did yeah. not give up. Even when it was like a couple of no's along the way, I just didn't give up. I kept them updated all the time with what I was doing, the numbers, you, you name it, whatever it is. Uh, so that was really the, the process. And, and to be honest with you, man, it was all about the relationship, building it. That was more valuable than yep. just merely getting a name. 
mm-hmm. so you can yeah, join yeah, yeah. the podcast yeah. because I noticed something yeah. interesting after it. My life didn't radically change. My podcast didn't radically change after mm-hmm. I got him. I thought it would. Yeah, we spoke about this before we hit record. Yeah. So that's <laughs> that's really it, man. That's awesome, man. You're completely right because it's it's all well and good. Yeah, I think it's almost like you compare this to, let's say, a. Uh, I mean, this is a very odd comparison, but you compare it to like professional athlete, right? Like mm-hmm. they they put all these work in to make it. So you say talk about someone making it to the AFL player makes it to the AFL and you have two different types of people. You have one person that thinks, oh, I'm here. That's it. I've made it. Or you have the other person that goes, all right, now the work starts. This yeah. is where, this is where the journey really starts. So for you, it's like you get that no, or you get that response email um, or even you get Tony, right? And it's not like, Oh, fantastic. I've got Tony now cut off communication. Thanks guys. Cheers for that. Now I've got Tony. I don't really need you guys. It's more so like, as you said, how can we continue to build this relationship? And, that's to me, honestly, that's probably something that I've gained the most value out of with my own podcast throughout the years of, of running the show. It's like I now have some incredible uh, friendships and, and networks because of the people I've had on the show. And it's like, how can I offer you value in return? It's about checking back in six months later or a few months later to see how you're doing and, and doing whatever you can to offer them value as well, which I think is, is such a, an important thing in any form of relationship. It needs to work both ways. It can't just be one way like they've given you the blessing of, of giving you your time, like like you said before. So now you need to return the favor in some way or another. That's it, man. I mean, you, you said it. Like for me, um, I don't see myself as someone special at all. I'm just a normal human being that has got a story uh, and I want to help others. And I think it's people are searching for that genuine, authentic connection rather than it's sort of like, okay, I'm going to bring you on the show so then I can just run through a bunch of questions so I can use your name as leverage to get yep. to another name. Yep. It's not about that for me. Yep. And I think people also realize that too. Uh, before they, There's like this huge vetting process nowadays as well because every man and their dog is reaching out to the same people. Yeah. And you've got to, what's your niche? What's different about you? If you want to, if you want to get their, these people attention, then just be number one, reach out. Don't be afraid to reach out. But secondly, mm-hmm. don't act like you are perfect. Don't act like you're special because yeah. you're not like no one is. I think as well, it's almost like a sense of entitlement. Yeah. You know? Like why, why would you or I expect uh, Tony Robbins to say yes? It's like, yeah. it's fair. Like if we have a goal, if you have an ambition, it's fair to have disappointment and that's just part of life. But as you said, like, I know that's fine. That's just, it's just a stepping block. It's, it's, it's just part of the journey. Whereas a lot of people, I think almost take every no to heart, take it fully personally. It's like, Oh, the, the road's over. Like, this is it. Um, why wouldn't they say yes? Or I, I like, it's like almost, as I said, why would someone that has a much bigger audience than you or I, or has, that their time is their most valuable asset. Like you have to understand that there needs to be a reason for them to say yes. What, uh, out of all these incredible people you had on and regardless of whether they've been a big name or not, like let's just say all of the guests and this is a pretty uh, loaded question, I guess, but what do you think have been probably say three of three of the biggest lessons that you've taken away um, from the guests that you've had on the show? Kindness speaks volumes. Don't be afraid to be vulnerable. And thirdly, use rejection as opportunity to progress forward. Don't get stuck 
Don't allow the rejection to cripple you, which often happens. Sure, it sucks in the moment, but use it as fuel. Use it as, as fire uh, to keep that furnace burning, you know, like the wood. You need that. Mm. Um, so for me, those would be the, the three lessons, especially kindness. Just yeah. the amount of people that have shown me kindness over this journey is honestly, it's one of the most humbling things I can ever, ever uh, mention to anyone because mm. it just shows me that there are people out there who give, who give a damn yep. about me and about what I'm trying to do, my mission, my vision, all that sort of stuff. So if, if they can be kind to me, what's stopping me from being kind to someone else? Now, that could have different levels, right? It can mean that I give financially. It means I can give my time. Time is the most valuable asset that we have. Yeah. So you are showing me kindness by giving me your time. How can I reciprocate that? How can I give back to you and show you that I valued that? Mm -hmm. So I'm always mindful of this when if, if a young person asks me, Hey Jay, uh, what advice would you give me here? Uh, I, I don't say no. I mean, yeah, I'm always, I'm exactly the same. Always able to say, Hey, I'm, I'm not perfect in every, any way, shape or form but I'm more than happy to lend a helping hand if I can. And if yeah. I can't, I will say I can't. I'm just being open and honest and vulnerable with, uh, and I'm not afraid to be vulnerable now either. Yeah. And you think as well about the ripple effect of that one act of kindness. You know, I often think about, let's say you're down at your local cafe and it could be something as simple as just a smile and a, Hey, how are you? Or have a good day. And all of a sudden that person who may have been in a shitty mood before, or maybe having a bad day, that kindness then gives them the positivity, which then may lead to them being nice to their kids or being nice to someone else, which then leads like the ripple effect is huge. So that one small act of kindness can have such a, a big impact. Gratitude. Man. Yeah, hundred percent. You mentioned vulnerability. Um, something that I had in mind that I wanted to, to ask you on the show today is, you know, you obviously share so many other people's stories and, and, um, and what's helped them be successful and, and what their mission is. What's, 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 what do you think is one of your biggest vulnerabilities or something that makes you super uncomfortable? And I guess, what are you doing, if anything, on a, on a daily basis to, to battle that or to kind of tackle it head on? I love that you asked this question because there are a number of things. <laughs> uh, the first one, and this may shock people because uh, I run a podcast, so I'm talking all the time. It's actually, I'm quite uh, ashamed of my voice. And I didn't like it for many, many years. I hated hearing the, own, the sound of my own voice. And also, I thought that no one would want to ever hear me talk because mm -hmm. I thought, and this is once again, it's just a thought. Um, it's not a belief, but I believed it for, for many, many years until I chose to get rid of it. But that's another, I'll get to that in a moment. But for many, many years, I believed that my voice and the things that I was saying didn't have any worth or value attached to it. That my story wasn't anything unique or there was nothing good about it. So I hid and that only led me to depression, anxiety, um, panic attacks, attempting suicide. It only led me to some very, very dark places. Um, until, you know, when I started the podcast, I just kept quiet most of the time. I, I, shut myself off and said, I'm just going to ask the questions. I'm not even going to really interact. Mm -hmm. But 
it's interesting because when I got Tony, when I got Matthew, when I got all these people, uh, my someone was that was very close to me, uh, and I respected his opinion. He called me up one day, and he goes, "No one wants to hear you talk. No one wants to hear your story. They're only there for the guest." And I thought that hurt. Like it, it really, really impacted me. And I thought, why did it impact me so much? Mm-hmm. Was it because this person I love and respected, or was it because my ego was getting in the way? And I realized that it was mostly towards my ego. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had this, this prideful attitude around it that my, that, you know, I, yeah. So I, I had to really dive into why those, those words hurt me so much. Uh, and when I remove the ego and this is a daily, daily practice, by the way, I get up every single morning and say, okay, God, what can you teach me that I have not learned yesterday? Mm-hmm. I need you to give me the strength today to manage my, my thought processes that don't become negative beliefs. And that is a difficult thing to do. But when you create a daily habit and you're persistent at it, I have this saying, be persistent to remain consistent at the things that you want and you will get there. And I wake up every single day, pretty much the same time. And I exercise, I do um, uh, meditation and prayer. Yep. Um, I, I go out in nature. Normally, you know, people go to the gym. I go out in nature where that's, that's just works for me. Mm-hmm. And I listen to podcasts. I listen to things that are going to get me in a good mood. And this is a good habit for me to go in and say, Jay, if you have your ego today, then you're, you're going to feel miserable. No one's going to want to talk to you because you know, you're stuck up and, and proud and arrogant, self-righteous. Just come down a notch, be humble, and just, just accept who you are for being who you are. Yeah. I think that's a big message that a lot of people need to uh, understand and start believing for themselves is that love of self is that acceptance of self mm. is that knowing that doesn't matter. We've all got quirks. And for me, I thought it was my voice, but you know, it's fine. Like my perspective has, has since changed and I probably talk too much now. <laughs> it's too much for my own good, but no, that's it's- it. I think it's a good thing. It's interesting, like you talk to, because I, not exactly the same, but I used to be quite similar, especially when I had someone on on the show who did have quite a big profile, who was quite accomplished. You kind of feel like, why, like, I should talk as little as possible because why would anyone listening want to hear what I have to say when I'm talking to someone like this? And also, why would this person want to know about what I have to think about the topic that we're talking about? But you start to learn, and and when you talk to these people that are super accomplished, you get you start to notice a bit of a trend. They very often bring it back to you. Mm. You know what I mean? They they you ask them a question, and they'll give you their their thoughts or their answer, but they'll often ask you your opinion as well. And uh, I was talking, I was doing a a course this this week, and the topic this week was around leadership, and um, it was brought up that that great leaders uh, are great at listening and asking good questions. Yes. Um, which, which I thought was super powerful. You mentioned the, uh, the morning routine or your daily routine. And, and again, I love how you mentioned that for you, it, it means getting out in nature and listening to podcasts. Cause I think now with morning routines and, 
uh, and even to an extent, things like exercise and, and even nutrition, like people just look at what everyone else is doing and think that that's what they need to adopt to their own lifestyle. Um, mm-hmm. I talk about my morning routine quite a lot and, and how it's evolved over the years, but it's also super important to not just hear what Jay has to say or hear what I have to say and then go home and do that exact same thing and expect it to have the same impact on you. For you, it could be just listening to a podcast. It could be going out and training. It could be meditating, journaling, whatever it, whatever it may be. It's, it, it all comes down to what's going to allow you to be your best self for that day and for every day, which I think is incredibly important. Mm. Where do you, where do you hope to see the Storybox podcast go? Is, is it, are you hoping to, to get back into the, the film side of things? And, you know, in a second before we wrap up, I want to touch on, on the, uh, on the path of an eagle as well, the book that, um, that, that you've written. So yeah, where do you hope to take the podcast? I hope it, and this is from the very, very beginning. And this may seem like a crazy goal or dream, whatever, but I know it's possible. And if it's anything that I've seen with this journey is that, it is possible. It's just about timing. It's just about being patient and waiting on, on not my timing, but uh, if you want to use the universe or, or God's timing. And um, I wanted to reach as many people, if not every single person on this planet with a story, because every story in the universe, in the world, that matters. And if one story can touch the heart and life of someone that is a remote then that's what I want the story box to do. I don't mm. want it to become the, the most popular or the, 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 the biggest, although selfishly I thought in the very beginning that it was going to be better than Joe Rogan's <laughs> and, you know, all that stuff. Better, but but that who knows? Me, who, who but knows? that to me, man, doesn't really bother me anymore. See, I got to the top of the charts. I got to, you know, number four on education on Apple Podcasts and I felt great for a couple of seconds. And I'm like, now what? Uh But for me, it's about when someone messages me and says, Jay, I loved hearing this story. This helped me. Then that makes me feel grateful for the ability to do what I do on a a daily basis. And the fact that I don't give up, I'm a stubborn bugger. I'm persistent as heck. And I just want it to reach as many people as I possibly can, man. And I won't ever stop until that ever happens uh, or until God takes me home. <laughs> yeah, man. I think uh, something that's going to really help that cause for you is the book, The Path, and the Path of an Eagle. So when did you decide you wanted to, to write a book? Um, how was the process? And then also where can, can the listeners get access to it so they can um, see all the work and time you put into to writing the book? So the book's not out yet. I'm okay. still on a journey of yep. um, getting it published, but who knows what's going to happen down, down the line. Some awesome things have happened in the process of this journey, but I didn't want to write a book. <laughs> Believe it or not. I mean, uh, back in 2000, I think it was uh, 18, I sort of, um, things didn't really go in my favor. And then in, with a relationship and then 2019 hits around and the relationship ended And then as a way of sort of processing all the pain, I just wrote uh, this crazy, crazy, didn't even, wasn't even a book, man. (laughs) It was just, I thought it was a book. Um, And I told you before, I spent a year writing what I didn't want to say and a year writing what I needed to say. Yeah. Um, And there's, there's this distinction there because for an entire year um, I wrote, out of pain. I wrote out of selfish thinking that I was going to become a New York times bestselling author. 
you name it, all in that that process. I'm like, this is amazing. Mm-hmm. And then I had someone read it and they're like, what the heck is this? They had no idea what it was. Uh, writing, back then, was that almost writing from ego, almost like what you spoke about before? Exactly. Yeah. So I didn't have the reader in mind. I had myself in mind selfishly. I had my own wants and desires in mind, not what, hey, how can I serve you? How can I mm-hmm. uh, help you here? Um, but the path of an eagle wasn't called the path of an eagle to start off with. It was called in failure, you learn humility. And yet here I was writing a book when I wasn't actually humble. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was egotistical. Yeah. Um, so I stopped writing it about halfway through. You were writing, you were writing the, the second attempt at the book while you were writing the first one. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's right, man. Um, and it's actually a funny story because I stopped writing uh, this book and I had an idea for another book. So I started writing the other book while I had the first book that I had started just sitting there doing absolutely nothing. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, no, I, I, I need to go back to the first book and revisit it. Mm-hmm. I was scared to do it, man. I'm like, this is not going to go anywhere. What is it? Um, but yeah, anyway, long story short, I ended up uh, writing the book that has become the path of an eagle how to overcome and lead after being knocked down. And it's just like, once again, it's just been this incredible journey of learning. I should never, I was telling my mom this the other day, I should never have titled it learning to get, uh, learning to overcome and lead after being knocked down because that's really been this journey of even getting the book to uh, agents or publishing houses. It's just a lot of rejection that has come along with it. But as they say, Paulo Coelho from The Alchemist, he was told that um, by a publisher that his book wouldn't, wouldn't go anywhere, but he yeah. said, I believed in my work yeah. enough. And now look at it. It's like one of yeah. the biggest selling books. I'm not saying that's going to be my book, but I'm saying there's a message in there. You're doing it for the right reasons, yeah. Do it for the right reasons and don't give up. Man, that's awesome. I'm so, I'm so excited to, to eventually get my hands on it and have a read of it. I mean, um, look, I've loved our chat today and I hope that uh, once it is published, we can maybe come back and, and have another chat and do part two and, and talk about the response and, and even the lessons that you learn out of that because I'm sure there'll be plenty more lessons learned by the time it's published. And um, look, man, uh, again, I want to thank you for having me on the show last year. Um, I'm glad that, we, that we've been able to connect like we, we spoke about through today's episode. You never know um, what, what uh, possibilities or, or relationships can come from, from networking with people that you may not um, necessarily know or know what's going to come of it. But again, man, thanks for coming on the show. I've loved that chat and, um, and all the best to you. You're doing incredible things and impacting so many people, which is uh, a massive credit to you. Thank you, brother. I really do appreciate your influence and the kind of messages that you're sending out there to people. Um, really appreciate you, man. So thank you so much. Absolute pleasure, man. And for everyone who's tuned into today's episode, uh, I'm certain that you've gained a ton of value from this episode with Jay. So we'd love for you to take a screenshot of today's episode, post on your Instagram story for us, tag myself, tag Jay, check out the Storybox podcast. I'll make sure to have the links to all of Jay's socials and the podcast in the show notes. Um, Again, Jay, thank you. And for everyone who's tuned in, a massive thank you to you as well.